Welcome to A Time for Healing with your host, Rev. Trudy Daly. A Time for Healing is the radio ministry of Triune Healing and Restoration Ministries. Our prayer for you today is that you would draw closer to the living God who provides healing, hope, and nurturance. Now, here's Rev. Trudy with today's message. Hello, this is Rev. Trudy Daly from Triune Ministries, and it's a time for healing. Do you realize that healing is a process and a choice? We often tend to think of healing in terms of instant healing, but we know that's a miracle. And that happened when Jesus healed, and every time he healed. But it's not what's the norm for us as human beings. More often, we have to come to a place in our lives where we realize we need healing. That may happen when we're struck by some kind of physical illness, whether it be a broken leg, high blood pressure, or some kind of disease that takes over our bodies. Often, we're more ready to choose to heal emotionally or spiritually. And oddly enough, when we make this choice, sometimes physical healing also takes place. I believe the need for emotional healing is behind many of the illnesses we suffer from. I also believe that there are spiritual roots to many diseases as well as physical ones. Because we're not willing to look at the need for healing until we're struck by a divorce or job loss or, as I said, a major illness. Most of us try to get through life on our own terms. We think we can do it. We can manage our lives, and we don't need any help. It often takes us till we're about 40 before we begin to take a look at that fact that perhaps our life isn't working the way we want it to. I often think of the Israelites who wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. Have you hit that point in your life where you've recognized your life isn't working and you can't make it work? Are you suffering from some kind of illness or emotional distress? Today is your day to begin to heal. As I said, we know that Jesus healed all who came to him. And he healed because he had compassion for people. And we tend to think that was something that happened back in biblical times, but it, but it doesn't happen now. That's just not true. Jesus still has compassion for people. And for those people who would say that it only happened then and doesn't happen now, I would strongly disagree. Because the word tells us that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. His nature hasn't changed. Jesus still heals. We need to understand, though, that healing is a process. What do I mean by that? That it may take a while. We might get better little by little. If we get better instantly, we know that's a miracle. And not that we haven't seen those on occasion, but for most of us, it's going to be a process, and it's going to take time. And we're going to need to pray for it, and we're going to need to not give up praying for it. 
I was suffering from a physical condition that I had prayed for for five years before it was healed. And the doctors kept saying, you need to do this and you need to do that. And I would pray about it and do what I felt God was telling me to do. And I just kept praying. And then recently, God healed that condition. So I would say to you, if you've been praying a long time and nothing's happened, don't give up. Before Jesus ascended to heaven, he told his disciples to do the works that he had done, which means that they had the capability to do them. And he also said that we too would do even greater things. Most of us don't believe that. We see Benny Hinn on television, we see other people, and we see miracles happen. But there are also many prayer groups where people are faithfully praying for others for healing, and God works also. God said that we could all heal, that we were all called to pray for one another, to lay on hands and anoint with oil as elders in churches. Many of us believe that we can't do that. We're not called to do that. But the truth is God will use us. We need to trust that he'll work through us. It's not us doing it. It's God doing it. It has taken me a long time to be willing to go on radio, even though I've been part of a healing ministry for 30 years. I didn't believe that I had anything to say that people would want to listen to. And then one day it dawned on me that it was what God would say through me that might help people. So one day I decided to sit down and pray and ask God to allow me to help more people, that I wasn't getting any younger, and how could I reach more people with a message of healing? That morning, I received a phone call from a gentleman I had scheduled a counseling session with. And during the middle of the session, he stopped short, and he said, Are you on radio? Have you ever thought about going on radio? And I said, No, I'm not on radio. And no, I haven't thought about going on. He said, You should think about that. And I said, Well, I'll certainly pray about it. And we went on with our counseling session and finished it, and I went off into my office and began work on a project I was doing. About an hour later, the phone rang, and it was a live radio asking if I would like to schedule a program. We had a short discussion, and after another phone call, we finally agreed that I would come on radio once a month. I have to say that I was struck by the fact that I prayed in the morning and by the afternoon I was on the radio. That was certainly a quick answer to prayer. And I'm trusting God that this program will help people in some way. Because healing is for now and it is for everyone. Jesus offers us salvation which we desire and receive from him. But the root word for salvation is sozo which means wholeness. Jesus wasn't interested in just saving us for eternity. 
but he wants to touch our lives now also. I guess I'm still always surprised when I run into Christians who say that they don't believe in healing. Jesus' death on the cross didn't just save us. It broke the power of sin and evil over our lives. The scripture says that by his stripes we were healed. It is already accomplished. We just need to believe it and choose to act on it and pray for it. Just as we choose to accept the gift of salvation, we have to choose to believe that Jesus still heals. The question often arises from people, do I believe in doctors and medicine? And my answer is absolutely yes. God has given us doctors and nurses as a gift to be used to help heal us. Healing is a natural gift and a spiritual gift. What do I mean by a spiritual gift? God gives abilities to people to, to build up the kingdom and to help the body of Christ. These abilities are often used in the world to make a living, but were given primarily by God to be used for kingdom work. For example, the gift of teaching. Obviously, we have many, many people with that gift that are teaching our children and teaching in colleges. But this gift was also meant to be used in the church to teach the word. There are other gifts that are used in both places, leadership, administration, healing. The most powerful use of these gifts is when they are submitted to God and used for his glory and directed by the Holy Spirit. Doctors, and especially Christian doctors, are meant to be a great blessing to the body of Christ. Back to our discussion about what God uses to heal. Yes, he uses doctors, he uses nurses, he uses medicine, but he also uses prayer, and most often he uses all three together. The medical profession has long agreed that there is connection between body, mind, and spirit. It has stated that many conditions have a psychological base. In fact, over 50% of diseases supposedly have such a base. For instance, high blood pressure can be due to being overweight. It can also be the result of stress, anxiety, and fear. Doctors will encourage us to lose weight, to exercise, to eat right, and to try to find ways to reduce the stress in our lives but often they don't address the issue of fear. For those with high blood pressure, they will take their medicine, hopefully diet and exercise, and continue to go about their lives just as they did in the past. And maybe they'll try some of the stress reduction methods that were suggested in their lives, but will not address the issue of fear. Let's take a look at fear. What is fear? It's a strong feeling of concern over a given thing. Sometimes we refer to fear as a phobia. There are fears of darkness, fears of crowds, fears of being confined in small places. The lists are endless. These are specific fears, but many people suffer from a general 
spirit of fear. Fear stops us from doing things in our lives. It is used against us and keeps us from being all we're meant to be. Are your decisions based in fear? Fear can be triggered by circumstances or past traumas, but also from not trusting God and his word. We are so busy dragging the past around with us and projecting it into the future, we forget about today. Do you trust God with every area of your life? Do you trust God at all? How often do you ask God to help you with anything? God created you and knows everything about you, everything that has ever happened to you, and he knows what will make you well. Yes, he may very well tell you to go to a doctor or to the hospital to get help, but he may also tell you to let go of your anger or your unforgiveness towards someone uh, to stop a specific kind of behavior that may be immoral. How can you grow in your trust of God so that you don't live in fear? We can start by asking God to help us, even with simple things, and see what happens. One of my favorite things to do is to tell people to start asking for parking places because they can see an instant result. I know when I go to New York City, where parking places are at a premium, I start praying as soon as I leave the house. And I can tell you that almost always I receive, find a parking space, not only uh, a good one, but one close to where I need to be. So begin to ask God for little things so that you can build your faith and see that God will answer your prayers. Also, ask God to help you find a better way to do something. Perhaps you're doing things and they seem to be difficult and you struggle with them. But if you ask God to show you how to do something in a better way, perhaps a thought will come into your mind and you will recognize it as indeed a better way. Look at your attitudes towards God. Do you believe that God is loving and cares about you? Are you angry with God because he didn't answer a prayer the way you wanted? Do you blame God for your circumstances. All of these things will keep you from having a loving relationship with him and being able to trust him. We often think that God is more magical than anything, that he should wave his wand and just make our lives perfect. Yes, God is all-knowing and just, but that's not how he operates. God does the supernatural, but we must do the natural part of a process. We pray, that's the natural part, and God heals, that's the supernatural part. If we don't do our part, he's not able to do his. We need to ask God for guidance and follow what we believe he's telling us to do. It may not always seem logical to us, but that's where the trust comes in. If you feel God is telling you to do something, 
My motto is, if it's not illegal, immoral, fattening, or unloving, do it and see what happens. There's one funny story that I remember in this regard. I was working with a group of young people at our church that had come from the college where our pastor taught. And as we were ending our meeting, I had this overwhelming sense that the students were supposed to go and serenade the pastor who lived next door. But this seemed silly. But we finally decided to do it, and they did it. And then, sure enough, I got a phone call that night, and he said to me he was concerned about the students. But because they had serenaded him, he, was, he knew that they were okay and then was able to go out to a woman that was threatening to commit suicide. Some of you may be saying at this point, I don't hear God. What you may be calling intuition may actually be God speaking to you. The best illustration that I can give is that we are like radios. If we are tuned in, there are many frequencies we can pick up and we hear different messages or programs. God is always transmitting at many frequencies, and we just have to tune in and listen. I would bet that many of the thoughts that come into your mind are from God, but you think that they are coming from yourself. When I'm dealing with an issue that I don't understand and I'm not sure what to do, I pray and ask God to help me to understand. This is a prayer that is often answered quickly. I may read something or hear something on TV, or someone will bring up the topic and give me information. Today, I challenge you to ask God to help you understand a situation or issue you now find yourself in. Ask God to speak to you and to show you what to do. Ask God to show you how to do it and when to do it. As you begin to see the results from these prayers, it will build your trust in the fact that God hears and answers prayer. Realize this process of you asking for God's help is that you're asking God how and what he wants done, not what you want him to do for you. Some people believe that God knows what they need, and so they don't pray for it. That's not true. God does not move unless we pray. We want to have to not even ask and expect God to answer but that's just not the way it goes. He wants us to ask. He wants us to invite him into every situation in our lives so that his will can be done and that we can learn that his ways are better than our ways. His ways are higher than our ways. We have a lot of choices to make today. We have to choose whether we're going to live in fear or in faith. Fear is the opposite of faith. We can't be in both areas. 
We can't be in fear and we can't be in faith at the same time or either one or the other. Faith is trusting God. Fear is not trusting God. And we know that God calls us to trust him and that he will prove himself to us. Fear is what predicts a negative future. We don't want that. We want the future that God has for us. We want his good and perfect will, which he says to us is healing and wholeness. Take a look at your life and what's going on in it right now. What needs healing? What are you doing about it? If it's a physical condition, are you going to the doctor? Are you taking medicine? Are you trying to eat right and get enough rest? What are you doing to help yourself? If it's an emotional or spiritual issue, have you taken it to God? Have you asked him to give you insights into what's behind it? Perhaps you know what's behind it, but have not chosen to do anything about it. The two emotions that I see most in people are anger and love. Anger and love touch every area of our lives. How many of you today suffer from anger within yourselves or the victim of anger from other people? This emotion can cause great physical harm as well. It raises your blood pressure. It creates anxiety. And as far as your relationships goes, it drives people away from you. This is the kind of thing where you can begin to heal, when you can begin to deal with your anger. We're not saying that it's not justified. It may very well be. But it's not serving you, and it's certainly not serving God. Today, Let's choose to heal from whatever emotion it is that we're dealing with, whatever physical illnesses we may be coping with. Because God wants you healed. He wants you whole. His son died for that. And we need to begin to appropriate that for ourselves. So my prayer for you today is going to be that you choose to let go of the past. Father, I just lift to you all your children listening to this program right now, that they might be able to let go of the past, that they will not look backwards, but they will trust you and look forward. They'll let go of all their fears because your word calls us not to, to live in faith and not in fear, and that you will grant them new direction in their lives, that you will begin to open their eyes to see you working in every area of their lives, that they would pray and ask you for wisdom for all the situations they find themselves in, and that they would seek to hear you and to hear your will for their lives and then choose to do it. 
And Father, I ask that they would know your love in a special way and that they would begin to see evidence of healing in their life. Father, touch them. Touch them at their point of deepest need. Begin to walk out their healing with them. Give them the faith that they need to stand and continue in prayer until they are healed. Allow them to see day by day situations getting better. We do know that sometimes things seem to actually get worse before they get better. If this happens, Lord, help them not to give up. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and mercy that pursues us each day. Thank you for the healing that you've given to us already. And help us, Father. Help us, help us, help us. In Jesus' name, amen. temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the Thank you for listening to A Time for Healing with your host, Rev. Trudy Daly of Triune Healing and Restoration Ministries. If you've been blessed by this program and God is moving in your life, please write to Rev. Trudy Daly, Post Office Box 333, Lexington, New York, 12452. God bless you, and please remember to tell a friend to listen to this program each month on the first Sunday of the month at 3 p.m. 
right here on this station.